I'd like to welcome you to Sojourner Sunday. This is a day that we remind ourselves that we are sojourners on this earth as we are headed toward our true home in heaven. Right now, you're meeting with your brothers and sisters in your ethos community as you're getting in the Word and you're eating together and fellowshipping together. And you may wonder, why is it called an ethos community? That's a great question. At Evanston Bible Fellowship, when we talk about ethos, we're talking about who we are and who we want to be. We're talking about who we are uh, as we live out this life of godliness on this earth in areas that we want to grow in. And we have five ethos statements that describe who we are and who we want to be as followers of Christ. Excuse me. Hey, John. These are our five ethos statements. And the first one is humble orthodoxy. Humble orthodoxy. We want to be anchored in the orthodoxy of God's word, but without the arrogant attitude. Let me read to you from the word of God from Ephesians 4, 11 through 16. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ, until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children, tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into Him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. As Christ followers, we want to be grounded in the true unified belief known as sound doctrine or orthodoxy. And in this passage, orthodoxy is described as the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. And as we study the Bible, we go deep into the truth of Jesus. If we're not careful, rather than being grounded in the faith and in the knowledge of Jesus, we can become children, tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. 
Someone could come along and say, there's no way that Jesus is the only way to heaven. Or there's no way that sex is only intended between a husband and a wife. If we are unanchored, the waves can toss you around. And before you know it, your faith is shipwrecked. That is why you must be anchored in orthodoxy. But you want to do this with humility. That means you don't want to be arrogant or proud or have an attitude as you communicate the truth of God's Word. It's a humble orthodoxy that, that moves toward others in a loving way in which we live out speaking the truth in love. We want others to know and grow in Jesus. And that will require truth-telling. But it must be done in love. Now let's go to the second, the second ethos statement is, oh, this is a good one, abiding worship. Abiding worship. The image of fruit on the vine shows that abiding worship is that vital connectedness to God that offers Him whole life worship. We often use two passages to illustrate this. Let's start with John 15, 5. Let me read it to you. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me, and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. As we remain in Christ, we will bear much fruit. Apart from Christ, we can do nothing. And another passage comes from Romans chapter 12, verse 1. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God which is your spiritual worship. The Bible has this idea of total life worship, or all of life, all in worship. This is where you present your bodies as a living sacrifice. And those who have been redeemed by the sacrifice of Christ present their whole selves in worship to God. You're basically saying, all of me is all yours. Use me however you would like. In a life of total devotion, where he is absolutely Lord, and you are available to do whatever he calls and go wherever he calls you to go, it's all of life worship. All right, let's see what the next one is. Let's see what the next one is. Ah, this has a lot to do with why you're meeting today. Number three, missional community. The image is the grid of the city and the community of believers going out to impact the city and then coming back together and then out to impact the community in something that we call missional community. 
let's look at a passage that we refer to frequently when we talk about missional community, and it comes from the book of Acts. Acts chapter 2, verses 42-47. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing their proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who are being saved. This is a community that prays together, studies God's word together, remembers the Lord's death together, shares their belongings, and generally lives life together. And that's what we hope you're doing in your ethos community, that you're living as a missional community. It's not a community that terminates on itself, but is rather missional. As the church in Acts lived out God's plan for them, he was adding to their number day by day those who were being saved. Do you see this? The world is broken and we have the opportunity to share the truth of God who brings peace through Jesus. We don't want our church to be stagnant community, but a missional community. We want to be a community that functions as missionaries who seek to love the world, compelled by the love of Jesus Christ. Alright, let's move on to the next one. Let's see what this one is. Ah, number four, invested sojourners. The image shows that we come together from all around the world. And we come together here in Evanston. And we invest before moving on to the next step in life. And one of the passages we use to explain how we're invested sojourners comes from 1 Peter. 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 11 through 12. Beloved, I urge you as sojourners and exiles to abstain from the passions of the flesh, which wage war against your soul. Keep your conduct among the Gentiles honorable, so that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day of visitation. The idea of a sojourner is one who is just passing through with a permanent home elsewhere. Most of you are just passing through. You're sojourning through Evanston as you will move on very soon to a more permanent home. Yet the reality is that we are all sojourners with our true citizenship in heaven. You get it? We're just passing through this earth. Now while we are here on this earth, we want to be invested sojourners 
and doing good works. So let me encourage you, while you're here, go all out for the glory of God. This is not a time of your life to take a, a time out from loving God and, and loving others so you can get your degree or advance your career. Now's the time to make a difference. Uh, ask yourself this question, all right? Ask yourself this question. When you're gone, will you be missed? Will you get what you came for and, and move on? Or will you make an investment in others for the glory of God? All right, now it's time for our last one. Let's see our last ethos statement, number five pervasive gospel as ripples through the water or sound waves through the air so we preach a gospel that has the power to go everywhere let's look at our last passage in 2nd Corinthians chapter 2 verses 14 through 17 but thanks be to God who in Christ always leads us in triumphal procession, and through us spreads the fragrance of the knowledge of Him everywhere. For we are the aroma of Christ to God among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. To one, a fragrance from death to death. To the other, a fragrance from life to life. Who is sufficient for these things? For we are not like so many peddlers of God's word, but as men of sincerity, as commissioned by God, in the sight of God, we speak in Christ. God has commissioned us with a, a gospel message that through faith in Jesus Christ, His death and resurrection, sinners can be reconciled to a holy God. This gospel has changed our lives. We want to proclaim it to ourselves, Proclaim it to one another in our ethos community. Proclaim it locally and proclaim it globally. We want to be gospel-saturated people who never tire of proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Well, there you have it. Our five ethos statements. Let's pursue a humble orthodoxy abiding worship, and missional community, acting as invested sojourners with a pervasive gospel. And may we live out our ethos to the glory of God. Amen.